Right, welcome to another show, and I'd like to wel- welcome my uh, my friend Ryan Callan. So, Ryan, just tell the uh, listeners a little bit about yourself. All right, so I um, I am a member of Josiah's team um, with the True Transformation. I live in uh, Minnesota, um, which is just right in the middle of the United States. Uh, just a small town, Fergus Falls, just nearby Fargo, and. The reason I put this challenge together, the 4 by 4 by 48 that we we're going to get into is you just go through life sometimes and, and it just gets stagnant. And you're like, you know, why am I doing just a regular five-day job or why am I, whatever it is, nine-to-five job or whatever it is that you do. And you just, we, there's so much more that we leave on the table. And, and I read that in this, this book from David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me One Time, and, and wanted to start applying it. And you jumped on board and did it too, man. So it was fun. And just for um, those who aren't aware, obviously, the <clears throat> 4 by 4 by 48 challenge is you run four miles every four hours, 48 hours. So you end up running a total of 48 miles as well. Yeah. But you, it's, it's literally every single four hours. So you can't like group the runs together or push them apart. It's literally, if you run at one o'clock, you run at five o'clock. And so that is like a.m., p.m. It's, yeah, it gets dark. But um, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. When did you um, pick up David Goggin's book? Oh man, can't hurt me. I read that. Let's see. Uh, that would have been January, December or Jan- so December. I want to say 2018, January 2019. Mm. Um, and then I started just really doing some crazy things in life uh, <laughs> that just pushed me out of my comfort zone. This was one of them. Um, I remember jumping in a river that year, and I was in Minnesota when I did it, just visiting family. Um, and just, it's, it just talks about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and just don't be satisfied where you're at. And we just limit ourselves and leave so much on the table. And I mean, you, you tell me Karen, when you got done with it, like, what was the feeling like? Like, well, as I was just saying to you, like, oh, fair then it's, it's amazing. I, I haven't tested myself, say that to that extent, like physically or mentally since obviously yeah. I was um, boxing professionally, like, cause you just go through like just dark training camps when you're sitting there like low yeah. energy, like low on food because you've got to make weight and then just going through these just marathon training sessions and stuff. Um, yeah, it was savage, but it was, it was invigorating. If I, yeah. if I could put it in any way, it's invigorating. Like I remember getting to, so I started at 5 a.m., which okay. meant when I got through, like halfway through, so I was, running at 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. the next day. And then, like, that was when the point, your your legs are really starting to, like, get nice and tight and you're really starting to get fatigued. And I was just, I woke up, there's just no one around. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, you, but you finish them and you're just, like, you're on fire, like, mentally. I just, I was just buzzing. I was so motivated. Like, so many of the, the videos I've put into my private, like, client group, they're just all, like, you can achieve anything because that's yeah. just how, how, how you feel. And that's it. When you actually stop leaving things on the table and you actually take yourself outside your comfort zone, that's where you level up, isn't it? That's when you grow. No question. It's so funny you just said that. So I would get... <laughs> There was like two times I slept for like an hour and a half. But other than that, like, and you'd feel groggy for your next run. So I'm like, I don't really want to do this anymore. I just might as well stay up. There were multiple times where it was the middle of the night and it was between, so my runs were, I started at 8 p.m. and then 12 and then four. So after my 12 run, it's middle of the night and <laughs> I was doing work, man. Like I was trying to like reach out to people and 
and just get work done. I was locked in the zone because I was so amped up to just get stuff done. I was just on this high. I'm like, why, why would I, why would I not want to utilize this right now? Yeah. So it was, it was fun, man. Yeah, my mine's exactly the same. So I probably got about two and a half hours sleep in, over the course of the whole thing. Yeah, same. Like, considering my like how much my obviously my energy output and everything was. I just had so much energy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just so fired up mentally. And it is, yeah. I guess, actually looking back at it, it's all in your mind. All of that sort of stuff, it's in your mind. And I guess, because one of the biggest things that I've, I feel at the minute with a lot of my clients is that lack of motivation. I guess you must have that when you're getting on the phone with a lot of these clients. I'm just like, oh, I've got no motivation. I think it's because of that. Everyone just, with all this COVID, life's just kind of, ground to a halt in some in some respects yeah and i think yeah some some sometimes i think people just need to push themselves outside their comfort zones and totally. so much out of that no I, I hear you man honestly it's that's why i did this that's why i've been doing other stuff i mean during covid i mean for me more of it's just been running and bodyweight stuff because that's just what i have access to right now yeah. um, but more than anything else like the one thing running and people are like oh you're a runner and i'm dude i never ran i didn't ran more than a 5k three years ago and now i've i've done multiple marathons i've done all sorts of stuff and it's not because i i love it like i don't get a runner's high i don't love it what i love is i love pushing myself out of my comfort zone yeah. cross the finish line and that just as you talked about that exhilarating feeling of realizing what we're really capable of when you're done um and when you have that it doesn't just make you better at running it makes you better at everything else and every other aspect of your life and you you you're you just you show up better for the people in your life and it's just way more fun man so and that's so true that's such a good way to put it so that's that's what i always say to my clients my clients and my friends i'm like you level up and it's yeah. not, you don't just like level up because i guess that's kind of like it's a weird little phrase and like it just sounds good it doesn't really have any meaning to it but what i actually mean by that is you learn about yourself and by learning more about yourself it empowers more self-confidence because it makes yeah. you believe in yourself it makes you believe in what you're actually capable of and i guess that's one thing where people with that lack of self-confidence that lack of self-belief is one thing that hinders a lot of people doesn't it realistically yeah, no question absolutely and absolutely that's one thing in my life that's gone up is that self-confidence and just knowing what again how much we limit ourselves and what we're able to do goggins talks about that in his book and for those out there who are wondering the, the book i read it's can't hurt me by david goggins i recommend it um people ask me all the time they're like oh i'm not i don't i don't necessarily like love goggins and everything he stands for and i'm not I'm not 100% on board with every single part of who he is, but there's one thing that I respect out of more than anything else, and that is I don't know of anyone else who pushes themselves beyond what they think their capable limits are mm. as much as he does. And so for me, what I try to do with, with anything in life is take out the best parts that I see that someone offers to a certain area of life. And this guy is the expert at offering, like putting yourself through the toughest situations, overcoming it, and then achieving it. And he's... He's unbelievable at doing that part. And it just really shows you how much we live in ourselves. And, and when you are capable of doing, as you talked about, it starts skyrocketing through the roof. It's fun. It's fun to see where you can go and then start writing out goals after that. Like you do this. I don't know what's next for you, man. But like, yeah. for me, I started writing out more stuff. It's like, okay, well, I can do this. Like what, what's next, you know? 
Yeah, same. Well, I guess I've got um, I'm doing London Marathon now. If it's on in October, because it was meant to be okay. in April, it's been pushed back. But yeah, I think I'm exactly the same now. I'm so just always just push, push, push. Because I guess that's what it comes down to. Is that when you look at your life and look back, it's you versus you. It's the only person that you've ever got to beat. That's the only person that you've got to take another step up from. Is yourself. Yeah, no question, man. Um... It's so funny you say that because Goggins actually talks about that in the book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever read it yourself. I um, put it on Audible. Okay. Audible is yeah. really good. It's actually, yeah, it's better because it's almost like a podcast. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad you, you listen like to it. I'm listening to it as well. Oh, like, it's so much better. I actually listen to it during the runs half the time. <laughs> yeah, same, same. <laughs> That's awesome. It makes you, like, you get to the point where you hear he's running on, like, you know, broken angles and stuff. You're like, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good doing my, you know, two miles that I have left. I know. It's like um, the bit when he gets injured through the, the initial training. Yeah. Um, and then he has to redo the whole thing again. He's like, ah, you just got to do it. <laughs> it's like. Oh, totally. Fair enough. Totally. What are the main parts in looking back at his story that resonated with you? Uh, what sort of little, are there any particular little stories or that always kind of really stand out in your mind? Yeah, there is. Um, and I haven't shared this part yet. Uh, so again, I talked about the fact that I, I just started running a couple of years ago. And one of the things I did when it came to, I remember um, just going through a tough life experience three years ago. And when I, when I went through that, I just started like realizing, you know, you point the finger at the other people in your life, like you're, you're the, re and then what you just said, man, it's the person in the mirror, like, own the crap in your life and be responsible for getting better and realizing that it's not others more often than not. It's just you just needing to own the crap in your life, figure it out and get better. And once I did that, like with his assistants, Jocko Willink, the people who were present in my life around me and just being open and being willing to share with them, I won't forget going on a run with one of my buddies. And this is again, when I had just done like a 5k and he's like, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but there's people out there who not just do marathons. They do ultra marathons. That's like longer than a marathon. And this was back in 2017, 18. And this is when I was just starting to get into Goggins and, and, and learn more. Mm -hmm. And after I did my first marathon, I, I heard that he was coming out with Can't Hurt Me and I started diving more into him. And then right at the time when I had read his book, I started training for a hundred mile race and completed that back in 2019. Um, mm -hmm. So he, yeah, he pushed me out of my comfort zone to make me realize literally how much we limit ourselves and what we really are capable of. And like doing it once for me, it was awesome and I'm glad I did it, but like now it's how much more can we do? And it's not just from an achievement standpoint, it's from a standpoint of where we can really take our bodies and, and making sure that again, as you talked about, we're becoming the best version of ourselves on a daily basis. And we're not leaving something on the table because ultimately I'm not competing against you. I'm not competing against someone else. Ryan needs to be 1% better than he was yesterday. And it's really easy to talk about. It's really hard to push yourself out of that comfort zone and do it. And what Goggins does such a good job of is channeling that focus of today I'm going to wake up. And he talks about this in the book and I'm going to suffer and I'm going to choose that because when I do that, his biggest quote, I, I posted this all the time is when you suffer, you grow. Yeah. And so that, that mindset and that aspect has been huge for me in my life. Yeah, that's massive. And uh, do you know, what? It's, it's, it's so true because it's, I always kind of go back to them, the one o'clock and the 5 a.m. runs because they're just the two that, that stand out because as soon as you get those out of the way, I'm like, well, the rest of them are kind of like during the day until my last one, which is one o'clock. I'm like, when you're running around, there's people around, the sun's out, the sunshine, you just get that energy from the sun, the heat, the kind of people. It's whole different. When, when you're running around the streets and there's no one there, and it's pitch black, 
and it's just it's just crap. You're just like again. I I got really into um, I've never done it before. But running without headphones in. Oh yeah. I never like I, I, the first couple of runs. I listened to his his um his book, but then I just kind of I, I started switching off and almost got to the point when I couldn't comfortably. And now I started um a ten mile yesterday. And even then, when I was running, I was like, I couldn't, I, I felt uncomfortable with him in my ear. And I kind of like sitting there because the only person, again, that you, you have no distractions is you and that little voice in there. And that thing's going, your calf's hurting, mate. You should stop. Ah, oh, oh, you, your knee, your left knee now. Oh, you're like, like, <laughs> you just start giving yourself these bullshit excuses as to why you should just slow down or stop. But anyway, that's it. You just got to keep pushing through. It's, it's quite funny. Yeah, no, that's good. Hey, I'm glad you brought that up because it's not just you. It's not Goggins actually talks about that all the time. How just be present, man. Be where you're at, mm. and uh, I. That's something and one thing that I I I try to make myself on a regular basis, like because I like listening to audiobooks and stuff when I run. If it's a slower pace, just to make sure I'm getting it in. But more often than not, like just go, be present. Do not take any other like you can take your phone just to know what your pace is. But other than that, don't have your electronics turned off. Be away from the world and just yeah. go be present in nature. And it's it's awesome. I'm glad you glad you mentioned. And you get kind of, you, you actually start to see the beauty a bit more and appreciate yeah. the kind of beauty, the fresh air, little birds like singing yeah. and that. It's yeah, it, it's a whole different ball game actually. So anyway, let's pull back because we skirted over this this hundred mile race you did. I, I, I know nothing of this. Yeah, this was in uh, this was in Zion National Park, um, April of 2019. I wanted to do it again this year, but COVID shut everything down. Yeah. Um, so I will be doing it again next year. And actually, Sean Michael Crane, he's also a, uh, a trainer out in Santa Barbara. I convinced him to do it with me. So yeah. anyone who's out there, if they want to get in, Zion National Park in uh, April. It, it'll be probably the second or third week of April of next year. Um, and it's not just 100-mile race. You can do a 50-miler. You can do a 50K. You can do a half marathon. But I, I did the half my first year, and we did with our buddies. And I remember just talking to some of the people at the training site. They're like, oh, what race are you doing? And I'm like, oh, we're all doing the half. And he's like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend's doing that. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, I think I need to level up next year. <laughs> so I did. I speak to her. She might actually lend you a tampon. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, mate. <laughs> oh, it was, it was pretty funny. And uh, that's not the whole reason I did it. I just – I remember hearing that and thinking that and going, yeah, I probably am leaving a little bit left out there that should, I, I could do more. And uh, I, I didn't know what a pacer was. I didn't know. I just started learning what salt tabs was from, from yeah. listening to can't hurt me and figuring out how important the diet part was. Cause my diet was crap at that time. I just kind of ate whatever. Um, and just harnessing channeling that in. I went a little too strong early on and kept pace um, with a good friend of mine who well, we're good friends now. I met her that day, actually. She's from, her name's Katie Asmuth. She's, she's a runner in uh, LA area. And she was running the 100K. So that's 60, I want to say three miles, mm. which still legit and a lot, but her pace was faster than mine. But I'm like, I got to keep up with someone. And so, <laughs> yeah, I was going at Boston Marathon, essentially qualifying pace for the first like 30 miles. And then we got to a certain hill and she's like, now we got to go. And I'm like, peace <laughs> I, can't do anything. I couldn't keep up it's insane. and uh, I still did pretty good but I just I hit mile like 69 70 and it was it was a lot more power walking and just kind of jogging and slogging to get through it 
Um, so my pace down the stretch got worse, but we got through it 27 hours and 10 minutes, uh, finished, finished my hundred mile race. And what's crazy is, yeah. Oh, I can't even comprehend that. So actually run me through the run up to then. So obviously the year prior you did a half and then yep. you just totally overcome that and gone up to the full hundred miler. So yeah what's kind of like your training your nutrition how how did you structure that in, in the run-up to that oh great question um so the the first time i ever ran a half was 2017 october there was one i was living in los angeles at the time and there was a local one i did and then i did the zion half that next year 2018 and then i did my first full marathon in 2018 i was in san francisco so amazing you get to run over the golden gate bridge and then Two or three months later, I just remember the guys talking about Zion again. They're like, all right, so which one are you going to do? Because a couple of them were doing like, we're doing 50Ks. We're leveling up. I'm like, I don't know. Seems like we're limiting ourselves. You only live once. Let's, I'm going to do this big one. And they're like, you're nuts. I'm like, probably. And I probably won't make it through, but let's try. And I was working two jobs at the time. But all the t- you got to get the tra- – the toughest part was I probably ran 900 miles in training just to run the 100 for the race. Yeah. Um, it, it looked like my training was – five days a week on two days a week off uh it was three in a row and then two and then one of my runs had to be a long run and so i had run probably my long runs when i got to about two weeks prior to the race like from that month and a half to the two weeks prior to the race did you get two weeks three weeks prior to the race you're you're starting to take what's called tapering yeah, off taper down, yeah. yeah um i had my long run day was looking at 25, 30 miles on my long run day. And then here's what's crazy. So after you have that long run day, you're like, oh, you probably pass out and you're done. Well, no, the next day you still have to get in another 15 mile run afterwards because again, this is a hundred miles. So you want to, you want to have that long run. And then the next day when it feels like it sucks and you feel like you can't go more, that's when you still want to get another long, like decently long run in. And then that next day is when you rest to recover. Yeah. Um, and then the other three days that I compiled, those are usually anywhere from about uh, six to 12 in that range. I'm usually average to about eight, eight or 10, uh, miles and so my average my weekly mileage usually was around 60 miles a week and there was a couple of weeks I was hitting 100 miles a week probably two or three times actually so oh, and then yeah, so you asked for nutrition nutrition what I did was just try to figure out what was best for my body um I like dairy I, I enjoy eating it and I don't cut it out right now in my life but at that time um I just noticed I run long distances better when I kind of cut dairy out so I did um and before the race um, I went a lot of, I went, I'm on more of a vegetarian route. And then I, for the race, um, I didn't actually do as good of a job on nutrition. I did really good early on and was doing more fruits and stuff, but then I did a protein shake cause I just felt depleted. But then I started having gastrointestinal issues on the later half of the race as well. And so now what I do for any race is I pretty much stick to fruit because fruit is super easy to digest in your body and keeps you with the energy. So when we did the the Gaga, I was basically just eating fruit. I was eating raspberries. I was eating some pineapples and some apples, and that's pretty much it. So that's what I do on race days. But for training to it, um, I just I don't know. I, I I make sure I have high protein, about 200 grams, um, and then just kind of fill it in from there and have a decent amount of carbs and then lower fat because that's what I enjoy. So it's quite funny that like I think I always find nutrition is one of those really things that really segregates people. You get some people that just get so so focused and really neurotic about their the nutrition no they love to have they know exactly what they'll have to the gram like every yeah. time you gather people i'm i'm quite similar i'm just like so when i do that like, like i was like just 
found that I just lived off muesli for like two days. Again, I'd have a bowl of muesli because that was the only thing. I had a bowl of muesli and a banana because I couldn't have anything else heavier because it would just sit on my stomach. Where's that? Oh, yeah, for sure. So that was fine. So what have you got lined up then for the future? What's the next uh the next thing is no absolutely so yeah that's in april um and then the next thing for me is i'm still pretty young right now i'm only 30 which in the running world that's really young um so one of my old i used to actually until march and everything went crazy in COVID. i was in the service industry i was a uh, i was a, a bartender and server for for many years and one of the breweries i worked at back in los angeles one of my regulars was a guy who qualified for boston nine times his name's craig moss and we had just been talking and he wanted to work with me. He's like, dude, you should totally just try to do this because you're still young. And when you get older, it's, it's hard and you lose the speed. So um, I signed up for a marathon in Indianapolis, Indiana in November, November 7th. And my goal is to qualify for Boston Marathon, which is a sub six minute 50, uh, excuse me, six minute 50 second per mile pace for 26 miles. Uh, so it has to be sub three hours. So that's the goal. That's what's next in November, then the hundred and then some bigger stuff within the next year. But that's, I, I'm trying to focus right now and, and more, more, more right now. So, yeah. so what's your, what's your training like in, um, the lineup for that? Obviously, cause I guess yeah. you can improve your actual speed on those sorts of yep, races. Absolutely. You need to completely change your kind of dynamic with regards to training, don't you? Yeah. Oh, no question, man. And I'm glad you asked. And actually, someone who's really good to where if you want to train for um, qualifying for Boston Marathon, I highly recommend that people out there follow Nick Bear on YouTube. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been following Nick for a while. He's a former um, Army Ranger, and he breaks down really well, like what his structure, because he's also he's actually going to run in the same race. And for me, when I was looking at races over the summer, I'm like, actually, that would work really well that that race, because a, it's pretty close to me. B, you need about six months for proper training for any big race like that. And so that's that fit that time frame. Um, so I'm like, and it would be fun to meet this guy. Uh, I've actually met him once, but he's just a really awesome guy. And so, but his videos are really good um, as far as breaking it down, like what your structure and day should look like and what mine is going to look like. I, I changed things up a little bit due to the Goggins that we just did. I, I, I didn't really do a whole lot of training three days prior to us doing what we did. And then three days after I rested as well. Even I actually, I could have run after. I just, my, my coach from working was like, yeah, probably don't. So get some walks <laughs> in if you want, but you, you don't need to. Um, so I, it's, it's five days on, two days off right now. Um, with, how do you, you split your runs? So I'll have a long run in on the weekend. Um, my middle of the week run is – I. Four of my runs are easy runs. So it's probably eight to 12 miles. They're easy right now. It'll start getting up and higher in um, as far as uh, mileage goes. But then one run every week is going, or actually one or two runs every week is tempo run. And what that means is I'm going to be utilizing and implementing hills and then running at that marathon pace or faster and training and getting my body prepared for that speed and then taking a break and then doing it again on a regular basis. And then again, that's multiple times a week. And those runs are in addition to strength training as well. Um, and just, you know, goblet squats and, and different stuff like that. Romanian deadlifts to make sure that I'm, I'm increasing my speed and strength as well. How many times a week are you strength training? Uh, the legs is about two times a week. I do core about three to four times. I do core all the time. Core is huge. Yeah. Um, big core guy. So I do core three to four times a week. Um, I'll do upper body just to change it up. But um, for me, upper body... 
and back is probably so I do like chest and triceps is 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 about once a week and then another once a week is is back and buys and then I do mobility training twice a week mobility training is just I use a frozen lacrosse ball roll out the bottom of my foot um, I'll use a foam roller as well I'll do dynamic and static stretching it's literally a 30 to 45 minute session I dedicate just to that so yeah that's that's the thing that's one thing people don't understand is when you're putting your body for so much pressure and stress you need to actually have those kind of restful kind of antics where you're actually ensuring that you're stretching off properly and loosening off because it's yeah it's just so much pressure and going through those those muscles the tendons the joints you need to look after yourself don't you how about you did you did you well twofold question for you did you a did you stretch before your runs and b what's next for you so so i normally well for the runs no, I do. I do a little bit of like dynamic stretching, like for the runs. But I normally like so I kind of start running, and then if I felt tight, like especially with my right calf, my right calf got really, really bad. Um, so I maybe yeah, like afterwards I would go into that, just foam roll the hell out of that, just go for okay. some like sort of yoga stretches, mobility, yeah. mobility work. Um, and that was kind of what I did um, after, I try and do it like say about 10 minutes after each one, but then I'd have to, I'd definitely foam roll after each one. Um, especially like I say, I just, get, just pick up some niggles, don't you? When you're, when you're running sort of that length, you just pick up little niggles. So it was just yep. ensuring that I was mi like minimizing those. Um, and what's next for me? So, well, obviously got, look, hopefully London Marathon is still going to be on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that will be October. Okay. And, and then probably push for an Ironman, I reckon. Oh, yes, so dude. Jump up down that route. Nice. I've done a few, I've done a few, um, I'd say a few, I did a triathlon and I absolutely loved it. It's just, it's just not a nice like variation. I'll probably, yeah, just do this and then maybe finish off the year with, um, with an Ironman. Okay. So why not? Nice. Do you have a like a date on that, or it's just something that like after the, the so marathon? No, I'm just I'm just trying to look because it's still a bit funny with obviously everything that's been going yeah. on. Um, yeah. So it's just more a case of when we get towards um, September time. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be on the kind of the back end of this whole COVID thing, um, and things can kind of, especially diaries and that can start getting planned a bit more. So like some events can start to be organised. So fingers crossed, yeah, with something like that. Um, I'm hoping end of the year. Okay, right nice, on, man. Uh, nice little positive way to finish the year, right? Absolutely. And hey, if you wanna, you wanna be, you know, loony and crazy and join me in my my long run, you know, Mate, in I'm April. Gonna, I'm done. Hundred percent. I'm gonna put that in my diary. I'm, I'm yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like it's been a group of us to where me and some buddies have been just in a small workout group in in Los Angeles um for let's see it's been five years now our, our group name is just called galvanize we just get together and we talk about talk about our lives uh have fitness and then um, um faith is a big part of that as well for us as well just having a higher power whatever that is yeah. it's up to you but that's just a big part of what we do with our group and then for us it's the fellowship of just talking and being bros um yeah. like it's, it's huge man you just have to have that in your life so yeah, we we the one isn't it community yeah. is so underrated yeah so we've gone as it's the 
our fourth year going is on this, uh, this upcoming. It's just no matter where we're at or what we're doing, it's one thing we're like, let's always go back to this one place and have this thing we do. So, and we try to tell as many people and have it just be a fun location. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'll, um, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll start looking into that, looking at getting um, some flights booked because that'd be, that'd be a test. I'd, be, I'd look forward to that. Yeah. So well, and, that, yeah. Let's, let's go back then. So, okay. <laughs> name, I'm, I'm, I know, so I want to dig, it, dig into your mind a bit more. So, what are some of the biggest, the two times you've had real, like, had to overcome real mental barriers? Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing you're talking as far as from like fitness is concerned or just in life in general? Yeah, so, you know what? You can, you can go for either of those. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. It's about in both of those. So. Yeah. No, no question. Three years ago, my, my dad passed away. And so that was a real tough thing. He had had cancer and whatnot. And it just, more than that, I had a lot of personal life stuff just going all and happening in one year. And then in addition That's to that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, my dad was awesome. Um, it was just, it's just tough just dealing with it. But more than that. For me, as far as when I get to tough things in my life, it's it's more just making sure I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone, becoming the best version of myself. And I love, I always know when I get to that finish marker, I get to that finish line, it's just the mindset of knowing I didn't quit and whatever it is I did and just doing what, like W-E-I-T are the four initials I live by, whatever it takes um, to get it. I remember I was in the, the 100 mile race with this guy and it was two in the morning. And we get to a certain point and there was still 20 miles left. The blisters on my pinky toes were massive. My ankles are three <laughs> times the size. Everything hurts. I don't know where I'm going half the time. And the guy I was with actually at that point quit because he's like, I can't go any further. And he's like, do you need a ride back? And I said, there's no way you could take me off this track to where I'm like, there's no chance I'm quitting. Um, if I have to drag across the finish line, I will. And that just it just makes you just so much stronger and better in all areas of your life. And it carries over into the different, like there's daily things I deal with that you're like, Oh, you finished that. So, you know, why is it hard for you to do the small daily things that come, you know, I can do that, but then, you know, consistently making your bed every day is a challenge. I know it's stupid and silly and funny, but when you're able to do those little things, it actually carries over into the other aspects of your life. So um, I guess, those two things were really big for me. And then in addition to that, when I did run that marathon, it was big. And one of the cooler moments I ever had too in that marathon was this. I got to mile four, I'll never forget this. Um, and there was a guy wearing a, a highlighted vest um, and it said deaf and blind on the vest. And he, was, he had a rope next to this other guy um, who was the person who was with him. And this guy's running a marathon. And so I, to anyone who's listening to this, my challenge would be to you. If, if a guy who's deaf and blind is running full marathons in San Francisco in 2018, what's your excuse? And I, I'll never forget that to this day. And I took the picture and I had it as my background on my phone for so many days, just reminding myself, like, there's people like that out there who are totally limited and they're running marathons and pushing themselves out of the comfort zone. You have no, like, incapabilities or reasons why I can't push myself and, and, and do things. So what's your excuse? And that's for myself. So. That's what pushes me, man. Do you know what? that phrase right there? I love that. What is your excuse? I, I made I made a Facebook post about that today, and it's like, uh, just people like to use excuses to protect themselves, really, to, to justify their inaction. I do too. Um, I mean, we all do. We're all human. Yeah. That's it. It's, yeah. it's one of those. But do you know what? Just after I did that, I did the um that four before by forty eight. One of my clients. Um, messaged me one of like her 
Garmin reading, and she just ran a marathon. She ran 26, well, a bit further, she did 26.8 miles. And she was like, oh my God, look what I just did. And I was like, was that for like a reason? She went, wanted to test myself. That's awesome. Like, this woman is, she's um, 40, sorry, 46. Okay. She, she, she was obese. So we first started, uh, she first started training with me about three years ago. Okay. Was, she was very, very big. Okay. She, um, she couldn't even run like 3K. And okay. then since we've been training together, she's been like, oh, I want to do this run. I want to do this run. So then she built up to like, yeah. oh, do a 5K. And then we built her up. She finally did the first 10K. We did our first half marathon together. Um, and I went around the, the finish with her. And then she's got to a point now she's done that. And then she's like, I'm doing the 4x4x48. Four by four by yeah, you see? <laughs> I was just like, and that's the thing is like, that's amazing. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's it when it comes out, and that's what she said. Because when she first had me, like, mentally, she was in nowhere near the position she's in now. Yeah. She was like, What's your excuse? So I'm just yeah. like, that, that, Honestly, that phrase just so much to me. It's, it's yeah, it's just powerful. It's amazing. When you soon as you put your mind to something, that's it. Totally, man. And here's the thing it's, and Goggins talks about this in this book people who rang the bell and whatnot. And I just want to make it clear, any person who's a SEAL out there who even tried and rang the bell, like that's probably like, I, I could tell myself right now as I'm sitting in the comfort of a basement that, Oh, I wouldn't ring the bell. Like try it, you know, <laughs> like put yourself in those shoes and, and really just even try doing some of these insanely tough things that some of these people do. And don't just talk about it. Like, and that's why I told people, who are looking for marathon training, Nick Bear is a really good resource because he's another kind of guy and you can follow it on YouTube because it's fun to, to see and watch. Who he, He's like, people just overanalyze stuff all the time. The reason I'm as successful as I am, and this is him talking, is due to the fact that he just goes and does it and tries it. And look, he'll fail sometimes, but at least he's got, you know, he's dipping his toes in the water. You know, he's not just watching. He's not a fan. He's not a spectator. He's in, he's in the arena. So... Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Is that fear of failure, isn't it? I guess that's the main thing that holds people back. So, I guess for anyone listening who's kind of thinking, oh, yeah, I can't do this, I can't achieve this, set yourself. It doesn't have to be you running four miles every four fucking hours for 48 hours. Start with the 5K. Anything, anything that you feel a little bit uncomfortable with, then it doesn't have to be too much. Just, just give that a try. Totally. And then you'll be surprised when you when you nail that, and then you just up it again, and you up it again, and that's just how you build that huge self confidence. Absolutely, absolutely, love it, man. No, that's great, great message too. Yeah, don't think you need to go out there and run the Moab two forty tomorrow. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about go run a five k, and then once you've done that, go run a ten k, or you know maybe it's for powerlifting or whatever it is that is your thing. Maybe you're a cyclist, like. Whatever it is, think about what you think you can do and then go well beyond that and then push yourself to where you're like, that was awesome. And then once you're done, again, as, as you talked about, Kieran, level up. Like, don't stay stagnant. Keep going. Keep pushing because you'll love who you're becoming in the process. No, 100%. I think on that absolute bombshell, let's start tying it up. So, Ryan, where can the listeners find out more about you? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am on Twitter at coach Cal underscore 13. I used to be a hockey coach, so I've just kind of left that <laughs> the same. And I like working with people as far as from fitness. So I'm just like, we're leaving that. Um, and then I'm on Facebook as well. Just simply Ryan Callen, uh, R-Y-A-N-K-A-L-A-N. And it's been too long and I've been working with Josiah for long enough too, to where I'm like, I need to get an Instagram going. So that'll probably actually be happening. We talked about this. You were yeah, thinking about this last like, weekend. Yeah, it's like, you need to get your stories going. I, I know, I know. So that'll, <laughs> I know. So I'm, I'm looking to create that either tonight or tomorrow. Cause I just, it's been too long and I need to get one going. So I'll add you where, where, where can I get in touch with you, Karen? Um, so yeah, where you can find me, find me and that is at, Key Leinster, so K I E, and then Leinster, my surname. Yeah, Leinster. Um, you got me on like Facebook and that, but I'll put all of your um, socials and, and those links in the in the show notes, so okay. people can find out. And obviously, um, what was that runner? That something bear? The runner guy for YouTube. Oh, Nick Bear. Uh, uh, Nick N I C K, and then Bear is B A R E. Nick Bear on YouTube. Yeah. Um, he's got like 500,000 subs. Awesome person to follow. Breaks down things really, really simply for people. Um, and just, I couldn't recommend him anymore um, as far as someone to follow, not just within uh, running. He used to be a power lifter too, and he just overcomes a lot. Awesome follow. So. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Well, mate, yeah. honestly, thank you very much for, for coming on. And, um, and yeah, well, I'll speak to you sometime soon anyway. Absolutely. Sounds good, man. Uh, thanks a lot, mate. Yeah, of course. Cheers. Bye.